Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. The podcast where we answer the question that everybody wants to know is, how are you going to hate from outside the finals? You can't even get in. How can you hate from outside the finals when you can't even get in? But that's not the topic of today. Today we are talking about the NBA draft. Because yep. next week is on Thursday. So look out for yep. that. We might be live streaming it. We're going to figure out how we're going to do it as far as maybe Instagram or TikTok or twitch something like that so keep keep your eye out mm. for that listen in um so today if you all know it's my favorite day <laughs> it's the day that jason you know he gets to school me you know and school the rest of us school mm. some of these scouts and some of these execs hey you told them <laughs> it's some of these owners <laughs> on the future of the nba uh, it's That's one of my fun. favorite. It's my favorite episode ever. So, <laughs> without further ado, I'll hand it off. Jason, talk to us. All right. Well, today we're gonna be doing big board top thirty. We're gonna start with number one, and number one is not what the consensus is. Um, I'm I've had this guy number one for a very long time. Number one, Jabari Smith Jr., freshman from Auburn, six foot ten, power forward. Now. Let's start talking about this guy. First things first, you got to imagine with me a small, a, a slender frame. He's kind of built like, I guess you could say Kevin Garnett's a similar frame to him um, where he's he's like lean ripped. You know what I mean? He's one of those kind of guys frame wise. Um, first things first, physicality, um, his gifts physically. He's he's very good vertical athlete. Very good. He he probably has some pretty good highlights out there of him dunking on some people. Um, he's he's really good at finishing around the rim, and he's really good at you know quickness and lateral movement. And that lateral movement translates to a phenomenal defender. Now this this is a guy that can be all defense. This is a very special defensive guy because he's going to be able to switch. Because his hips are so fluid, his feet are so quick, his lateral movement is impressive. And something that I really look for in a defender, intensity. Do you put in a lot of effort? This guy plays every second of basketball like he loves this sport and it matters everything to him. And I love that about a guy. Because that shows me he's probably the type of guy that's a worker. He's the type of guy that's going to put in the effort. And when you have gifts like this guy, if he puts in, he's a worker, this is this is where his people can become special. Um, 
And so I love that about him. He's an intense player um, defensively. So, you know, it's hard to find players that do that in the draft. You know, usually younger guys don't really put in that effort. Um, you know, one person I can talk about from last year, Jonathan Kuminga, who was higher on our board, didn't put a ton in the effort in the G League defensively. But he gets to the Warriors, and they're professionals, and they make him play defense, right? You know, but it's rare for somebody to do this coming out of college. Um <laughs> So offensively is where he becomes special. This guy is shoots like I think 42% from the three-point line. This guy's ridiculous shot creating for himself. This guy is really good at, you know, dribble, crossover, you know, get get my shot off. He can run off of screens. Six foot ten can run off of screens. Has a really good mid-range game. Really good fadeaway. He's really good at just shooting over people. It's very much the fundamentals of a Kevin Durant, where Kevin Durant, one dribble, pull up, two dribble, pull up, come up with the baseline, pull up. You know what I mean? Face somebody up. I've even seen him do the rip through, where he rips through defenders to try to um, catch the foul call. Like He has a very good basketball IQ of scoring, scoring the basketball. And he's gifted from the three-point line. I mean, this guy could shoot the lights out of the basketball. There's just so many his versatility is going to be scary because he's six foot ten. So if you want to run a pick and roll with him as the roll man, you can do it. He can be a lob threat, sure. And if you want to run a pick and pop, sure, fine with me. But where he becomes special and different is when he gets on the wing and he creates for himself. Because the one thing he's always going to have is six foot ten. People, people, when they hear the word six foot ten, and this draft is a great example of it. They'll think post guy. This guy can't post very well. You never want this guy in the post. Never, ever, ever, ever. Um, and, you know, he, he's not really that kind of guy where he's going to be posting a lot. And, you know, his, his gifts are, you know, mid-post, mid-range, three-point shooting, shot creating for himself, his ability to just create him for himself. And the reason why he's the number one prospect is six foot ten with his athletic gifts and shot creation ability is a formula we've seen multiple all stars. Think of Jason Tatum, his ability to get to the rim, his ability to finish with athleticism, his ability to shot create for himself, his his fundamentals and footwork. This is a guy like that. Think of Brandon Ingram, six foot nine, can shoot over everybody no matter what at any moment in time. He can create his own shot. He can get to the rim. Lanky, right? He's Kevin Durant's height. You know what I mean? Like, that's special. Special in the ability of the way he shoots. And he's he's just so athletically gifted. All he's got to do, the weaknesses are, is um, he has to tighten up the handle a little bit. His handle's at, like, 90% capacity of how perfect it could be. If he tightens up the handle a little bit, it's not going to be that hard. This guy becomes an all-star. This guy, my pro player comparison, I've definitely thought a lot about this, is Paul George. Paul George. It, it's mm. taller version of him, but less athletic. The reason why is his shot creation. They both, I've seen Paul George run off-ball screens where he's coming off-ball when they have Kawhi Leonard and they need to get him the ball sometimes. Jabari Smith can do that. I've seen yeah. Paul George have great fundamentals and great footwork and shot create for himself. I He can do that. You know, he's he's got a great mid-range game. He's, he scores from every level of the floor. You're getting a three-layer score, six-foot-ten body who's going to change you defensively because six-foot-ten, it switches, right? And, you know, he's going to – height 
height, 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 height. Why is Dirk so amazing? Can shoot over everybody. Seven foot. Why is Katie so amazing? Nobody can challenge his shot. Six foot ten is what Jabari Smith is. I he didn't go to the combine because top tier guys usually don't. So I don't know his wingspan. If I had to guess, I'd guess seven one, seven foot two wingspan. It, it's just the special things about him is rare because just like Paul George, he's gonna do it in the defensive end in a special way. So you're getting a two-way guy that can be really elite and be a high-tier all-star in the NBA. And um, I really feel like this is a number one guy in the draft this year. This is this guy's just special. It's rare to have the height, the athleticism, and the shot creation with defense defending. I mean, it's about as perfect of a prospect as a person can be. So that's Jabari Smith. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So I guess my one question would be, is uh-huh. um, what team do you think he would be best fitted? Um, I personally would choose him with the number one pick for Orlando Magic. I think he fit really well Orlando. there. Yeah, I would trade Jonathan Isaac. The reason why, man, is they need a top tier guy that can be a top tier bucket getter. And I, John, you can't look at that team and tell me anybody that can probably average more than twenty five points per game in the future. A guy like this is special, and you know. When you have Jalen Suggs and Mo Bamba, you kind of need another piece that can defend. And now you have a complete team, you know, a team that can do it on both ends, and he fits into that. And uh, Franz Wagner's a really great passer as well, so they can do a lot of creative things uh, with him on ball and him off ball. And he's just, you know, he's one of those guys that can fit on every single team because, you know, he has the skill of a two guard. He's just six foot ten. So if you have, you know, you want to put him a small forward, you can put him a small forward. He can guard. If even if you wanted, I mean, I wouldn't put him at two guard, but he could guard two guards. You know what I mean? He can guard one through four. Actually, one through five, unless five's Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid, where they're just huge. Mm-hmm. But I mean, guys like Clint Capella, yeah, he could guard those guys. It, it's it. I think people, you know, people have an old when they people hear power forward. They have this mental image of a power forward, and he's just not that guy. He's just not that post guy. But mm-hmm. you know, he's just he's special, special, special. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What do you See? have on his uh, stats? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I'm recording. I know you're fine. Um, so for his career, he had 16.9 points, um, mm-hmm. 7.4 rebounds, and two assists. That's that's a solid player. That's yeah. a solid player for sure. Yeah. He, man, he was SEC All Freshman. Mm-hmm. He was a SEC Rookie of the Year. This is what he's six ten, two hundred twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. Went to Auburn. Yeah, no, forty two percent from the three point line is ridiculous for somebody at that height. Yeah, ridiculous. It's insane. Hey man, they don't give me the percentages on here for some reason. I don't know why. Oh okay. Okay. Well, I'll um. I'll go ahead and trans um, transition to the next one. Um, number two is Jaden Ivy. 
Uh, now nah, this is another controversial one because a lot of people have the big three. They view Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and okay. Pablo Bencaro as the big three, but I view Jaden Ivey as the second best player in this draft. The reason why is, first things first, he's special. Just, just wow. I mean, six foot four. So I mean, he's not overly tall. I view him as a point guard. Some people might view him as two guard. But his gifts are athleticism. I mean, dear goodness, this is a top-tier athlete if you've ever seen him. I mean, great first step. Nobody's staying in front of him in the league. He's got great leaping ability, the ability to hang in the air and change his body position in the air and finish. He has great leaping ability to dunk on people. Um, His speed is ridiculous. When this guy goes in transition, it's insane. Um, that's, that's really special. He's a stronger guy too. Um, he's a sophomore from Purdue. So he's gotten another year to build his muscle. Um, but it's just a world-class athlete. And, you know, he reminds me so much of one person. It's insane athletically, just the way his body mechanics move. And it's Russell Westbrook. It's it's like a clone of Russell Westbrook athletically, yeah. just the way his body mechanics move. I mean, I you you literally if you literally put them right next to each other and just had them do the same move, you'd be like, are these guys long lost brothers? Like, it's just like the way they move, the way they finish, the way they finish with physicality, the way they finish with athleticism and explosiveness. This is it's special, and you know, just like Russell Westbrook. He has good passing ability, the ability to break down the defense and find the open guy, but he's not always making the right decisions all the time. Like his basketball IQ under situational awareness, like, okay, it's late in the game. You know what I mean? We're down by five. Maybe I won't chuck up a three in the first five seconds of the shot clock. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he needs to work on the mental side of the game, but that can be... That's the easiest thing to polish up because you can't teach those athletic gifts. You know, I don't care how great science is. You just can't teach freaky like this. And the next special thing about him is I love his intensity just like Jabari Smith. I mean, the guy plays with intensity. He dunks on the rim like the rim is his enemy his rim stole his girl like he he like he's staring at people he's playing with intensity he's talking that smack like he has the emotional the mental temperament of russell westbrook as well where it's like i play physical i play like every second matters and i'm gonna destroy you Mm -hmm. and that comes from loving the game so i i love that about him and that makes me think that he's gonna be a kind of guy that's a worker now where things become special is he has the highest upside in the draft the reason why is this guy shot creates deep from the three-point line now it's not extremely um polished because if he was polished he'd be the number one pick and we'd be talking a generational prospect um but it's like he he it's flashes of it. It's flashes of sidesteps. It's flashes of volleyball line. It's flashes of coming off the pick and roll and just NBA moves, NBA footwork that you see Dame have, you see, you know, Steph have, those type of things. Like, that's where he becomes scary good. That's where he becomes scary special because if Russell Westbrook had perimeter three-point shooting, he would be one of the top five, three or the best player in the NBA. He'd be really so special. So, so special. That's where things become interesting. So, you know, there is a lot to love about what he does. He just, he has to choose his spots better. 
he has to understand when to shoot and when not to shoot. He has got to get that basketball IQ higher, um, you know, situational awareness wise. But those things can be polished up because those flashes of the perimeter shot creation and his ability to get to the rim is so special. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And this is why he's a number two guy. I mean, you can't. I understand Chet and Paolo. I like them both. But, I mean, this guy, this is where special is, right? Yeah. This is a special player. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, he also played two guard in college. So, the point guard position is kind of sort of a projection. But, you know, there's been so many players that played two guard in college that are point guards in the NBA. I mean, Russell Westbrook himself, you know what I mean? People talk about Ty Ty Washington in his draft. He was a two guard for his team. You know what I mean? Like, we all accept that the two guard position sometimes has guys that can pass. And, you know, college basketball has some six foot guys that are never going to be in the NBA that the team needs to win basketball games. Um, like, I think Darren Collison was uh, Russell Westbrook's point guard in college. So, you know, it's 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 all situation, but I think he can be a great point guard. And if he's a two guard, he's still special because, you know, he has a lot of Dwayne Wade traits. And that's eh, it's a special, like athletically speaking. So I've seen mm-hmm. D-Wade be, be great, you know what I mean? And he's just such a special athlete. And the thing you have to really understand when scouting, it's something that's really, really important is you have to envision these guys with NBA spacing. And a guy like this, with all these athletic gifts, is going to tear up NBA spacing with with so much more open than college basketball. Um, so, you know, this is this is number two for me, Jaden Ivey from Purdue. My, I would have him as a point guard. Most people say he's a two. That's crazy. Um, so one thing that, uh, as you were going through, I looked at Russell Westbrook's college stats. Mm-hmm. versus uh Jaden Ivey. So Russ, right? Jaden Ivey is 6'4", 200 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Guess how much Russ is? Russ is 6'3", 187 pounds. Oh like it's gosh. crazy close, uh-huh. right? For his career, college career, Russ averaged 8.3 points, 2.4 rebounds, 2.5 assists, right? Mm. Let me go to Jaden Ivey real quick. Jaden Ivey averaged 17.3 points, 4.9 rebounds, 3.1 assists. Just for the last season as for his career, mm-hmm. um, 14.9 points, 4.3 rebounds, and 2.6 assists. So it's it's like he's a better college player. He's a little taller, you know, has more more weight to him. But they're yeah. virtually identical, <laughs> even in yeah. college right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Russ was – you know, such a special athlete, you know what I mean? It's hard to pass on a guy like that in a draft. And, you know, this is why he's so special. He's, he's, he's got all the tools, all the tools, yeah. all the, all the gifts. All he's got to do is, you know, I think he's a guy, he's a worker by the way he plays and the intensity he plays with. So this, this guy can be special, 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 mm-hmm. very special. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. We're going to transition here to the number three pick. I mean, not the number three pick. The number three guy on my big board. Um, surprisingly, one of them has either Chet or Paolo is not in the top three. And the guy who's not in the top three is Chet Holmgren. Number three is Pablo Bancaro. Yes. He was the number one pick projected earlier in the season. But, you know, these guys, there's some guys that are special. Six foot ten, another one of these freaky six foot ten guys. Um He's not as athletic as um, Jabari Smith Jr., but he's athletic enough. 
Um, you know, he's huge. I think he's 6'10", 250 of all muscle. So this guy's big. And, you know, what I really love about watching this guy is, one, again, you lose what you thought you remember about power forwards because this is not a post-dominant guy. So I want to get that out of the way first. Um, this is a ball handler, a guy that can shot create for himself. And his special traits are when he attacks the rim with 6'10", 250, he makes people move, okay? That's where that's where his special traits are. He may not be overly athletic where he's just going to dominate with athleticism. No, he's going to dominate with size, okay? He's going to dominate by pushing people out the way. This guy's huge. This guy's really built. He plays with physicality. Sometimes big physical guys don't play physical. No, he plays with all of his body. So that's a good indicator because he might be 6'10", 265, 270 in his prime. And when he, just, he, when he decides to bully people, he bullies people. Um, and that's really special. And uh, the other special traits is shot creation for himself. He's got the best mid-range footwork in the, in the draft. I mean, that's where he's special. He's He's got really good fadeaways. He's got really good footwork. He's got really good fundamentals. He really understands how to score basketball. There's been comparisons to him and Melo, which I don't think is terrible. Um, he's kind. He's that kind of guy, s- s- the not overly fast bull at <laughs> a China, China shop, like kind of like Melo. Um, you know, he's... He's a really good passer too, you know, and he really can pass the basketball. He's not like amazing at it, but three to four assists a game kind of guy. He can really be that. Um, people talk about his lack of a defensive ability, and I would agree he's not a great defender. Um, I don't think he's going to be an overly negative on the basketball floor, but I really think that he can be a solid defender because size, 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 six foot ten. You got to say it again, six foot ten, right? Six foot ten is the size of most centers in the league. He's going to play power forward. So, um, his his inside he has a good three point shot. It's not amazing, but it's a very it it's, it got better throughout the year. He just has flashes of shot creation for himself, and there's just side steps and stuff like that. He just has a very much an NBA score game. I really I really think that this is a guy that you can feel very confident about of being able to score twenty to twenty four points per game in the NBA and be a really good player on your team and be a guy that you need to get buckets. And, um, you know, his, his elite traits, you know, I look for elite athletic traits because I really believe in it. Cause you look at all the great, great all time players. Usually they have elite traits or overly overwhelming skill. And his elite trait is six foot 10 with some size, man. He's built. And when he decides okay. to go to the basket, like he's, he's a transition nightmare as well. I mean, that guy's coming full speed at you. It is move out the way or you're getting an and one. It's yeah. size, 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 size is what is special about him. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's like a six foot ten Paul Pierce. That's my best comparison. Paul Pierce? Yes. Okay. Six foot ten, Paul Pierce would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Paul Pierce is kind of nice already. He's not better than D Wade or LeBron, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for another time. Okay, so <laughs> for the 2021-2022 season, he averaged seventeen point two points, seven point eight mm-hmm. rebounds, and three point two assists, and that's also the mm-hmm. same for his career as well. Yeah, um, one and done. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty good, yeah. cool, cool stats. Oh yeah, he, he can also Duke rebound too. well. Yeah, yeah. Coach K guy. 
He can rebound well too. So because because of, of size again, you know, rebounds not a skill that we look that you really look for in the modern NBA that much. But he's gonna be able to rebound. Yeah, just he's he's a, a bull bull. All right, you ready to transition? Yeah. yeah. The number four guy on my ranking is Chet Holmgren. Now, Chet Holmgren has a lot of people really talking a lot about him. He's a very in, interesting prospect, seven-footer. Um, you know, a lot of people doubt his thinness. And I don't really ever think he's going to become really a big body. You know what I mean? A guy that's really a, a bigger guy. But what I really think he's going to be able to do is be a better version of KP. You know, KP is a slim guy. KP is a really good three-point shooter. This guy shoots the light out of the basketball. Like shoots the lights off the basketball. It's it, this you you let him shoot wide open, he's gonna knock it down. He might be the best wide open shooter in the draft, or he's gotta be up there in top five. Um, so pick and pop situations and spacing wise is going to be really good. You know, the, you have some teams, there's some teams in the draft that have guards, and I could really see them wanting him because of spacing. Um, because he's going to be valuable to winning basketball because of that. Uh, he's a good shot blocker at the rim, seven-footer. He has good timing, you know what I mean? He's, he, he's I don't think he's going to be overly switchable, but he's not going to be like Marcus Hall, where it's like an extreme disadvantage. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's going to be an average center switching. Um, but he's going to be a pretty solid shot blocking center. He's not going to be really special at it. I don't think he's as special as some people want to say, because I just haven't seen a guy be really special without ridiculous athletic traits. Cause this guy doesn't have ridiculous athletic traits, you know what I mean? Or ridiculous size. And he doesn't have ridiculous size. His size is a negative. You know what I mean? When people put their shoulder into him and, you know, make him finish around him, he does can't really do much. Um, so, you know, that's that that could be a negative. Uh but um uh, so he's gonna be able to pick a pop at a high level. He's gonna be pick and roll guy at a high level. He's gonna be a really uh solid fit for that. And his shooting is a weapon. You can run him, you know, you can you can set up a screen for him and he can, you know, get a wide open look. He he's a good his shooting really is a weapon. Um and he flashes some mid-range shot creation for himself. It's not overly done, but he flashes it. And he flashes the ability to handle the basketball and, you know, finish around the rim and, you know, those type of things. I'm not in love with it as much as everybody else because when I watch him play against six foot eight, six foot nine guys, you watch him play against actual competition that wasn't getting really played much against the whack. He, he doesn't really look like he's athletic enough to shock rate for himself. And you know, that's that's my real downfall because, you know, athleticism is just something you can't teach, right? I, I don't care how well you dribble the basketball. You, you just can't become more athletic. So people get into him. It, it's it, He can't do much. Um, but what I really think his potential is beca- is becoming a mid-post guy. I really think that if he just went to the mid post and shot some fadeaways, he could become a high tier all star. But he just don't see him do that much in college. You could find maybe one clip. Um, mm. You know, he situationally wise, you have to understand his situation in college was the best player on his team college wise was Drew Timmy, and he's a center, right, or center or power forward. He drew all the attention. You know what I mean? That was the what people had to stop. And you know he 
he got the face really easy looks. Like if you watch him play and watch his highlights, six foot seven, six foot five, six foot six, six foot eight guys you see a lot of. And that's just not something that's gonna be the NBA. Um they we got the freakiest players and the people in the world here that play NBA basketball. So that I think that's gonna be a little bit of a shock to a system. But I think, you know, you can't teach size all as well. And his size and his shooting ability will always keep him to be available to be a really great player. I mean, I, I think he can be anywhere from Laurie Markinen to a much better version of KP, where KP's a little bit too tall for how good he can be. If he was smaller, seven foot, and better shot blocker, he would be really, you know, solid two-way guy. You know what I mean? Like KP, that's 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 his best comparison. Um and I, I think that because of all those reasons, he's the forced pick because he can be an all-star. I really think he can be. I just don't see the superstar potential like everybody else is seeing because just because a guy can handle the basketball doesn't mean anything if he can't create his own shot. And I'm really worried about that because he's just not athletically gifted like Kevin Durant or like highly gifted. Like Kevin Durant is one of the greatest ball handlers you ever ever at that height he's the greatest actually he's the greatest ball handler ever at the height and he can shot great for himself because he can get open any point in time just because chet has a handle doesn't mean it's amazing like look at bam bam has a handle but doesn't mean he's a next coming of center god you know what i mean so it's it's an interesting guy i've heard some people say some stupid stuff like oh um yeah he's just the next coming of Giannis." i mean dear goodness what I people throw out terrible comparisons, terrible, terrible, terrible comparisons. Oh my god. Um. So yeah, this this guy. Also, I don't. I didn't really like his interviews. I. You know, I I like to listen to these guys talk, and I like to listen to the way they talk about basketball. And he just didn't sound assertive. Like, he was the guy. You know what I mean? In interviews. Um, you know what I mean? The best interview I heard was Debari Smith Jr. Because his coach is like, he's the greatest worker I've ever seen. And I'm like, enough. Sold. That's it. That's all I need <laughs> to hear. The greatest worker a head coach has ever seen at his program. for probably He's probably been coaching for 25, 30 years. And have all those athletic gifts. Thank you. Yes, please. Um, you know, and that that's kind of like the way he plays, Chet. He, he's a little unassuming a little too unassuming for my taste he just doesn't put his imprint in the game like he's i have to get buckets he's like a good team player which is fine fine but you know when we're talking about the top three guys the top three guys are special and i think there's a gap here between top three and chet Mm. wow that's gonna be pretty controversial what you said right there too because a lot of guys like Mm -hmm. chet okay so the reason why Jason does this real quick, because Jason he 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 understands and really likes college basketball. I'm more of an NBA guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where I put all my focus at. So, but when I do, you know, watch college basketball, I look for big names, you know. Mm-hmm. That's I, I I'm not, you know. So the first name that I heard ever, you know, in when I started even looking into college basketball was Chet Holmgren. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know Jabari Smith Jr., Jaden Ivey. The first name heard was Chet Holmgren. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, he's just this amazing player. And then to watch him during the March Madness and like, what? 
You know, like, mm. and then even with this, gonna be just very controversial, considering mm. how much of a pedestal he's already been put on. Yeah, you know, it's it's the sad thing about, like, it's hard for somebody who gives who does scouting all the time to get things right because Chet Holmgren crossed up Steph Curry at the age of sixteen. He's like a sensation, right? Number one guy, number one guy. Number one guy. You know who's also the number one guy coming out of his high school class? DJ Augustine. That's how much that means, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Not DJ Augustine. DJ Augustine was his number one guy coming out of his class, okay? So that's how much that means, right? I don't care. I do not care what you were at coming out of high school. I'm sure your seven foot, you know, looked really nice, right? Because you'll see people who really love him. You know, a guy on ESPN, I don't want to call him out because I don't really hate him that much. But he was like, oh, yeah, Chet Holmgren's going to be a 20-point-per-game guy. He's just going to be so special. You know, God, Gonzaga, you know. And he gets in the regular season. He has 14 points per game. And then he's like, this is still my number one guy. He's just so special. You know what I mean? Like, you you set his expectation here. He did come close to meeting your expectation. But he's still your number one guy just because you have to stick to it. Like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. One of those things. Man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready to move on to the next guy? Yeah. All right. The next guy, the number five guy, is somebody I'm just so excited to talk about. My number five guy is so underrated. You'll see him in mock drafts from like 20 to 30. Nikola Jovic. Um, hello, international sensation. Who is doing these scouting reports? Because, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're seeing because I think you're wrong. Okay, this guy measured in as 6 foot 11 and 7 foot wingspan coming out of the combine. So I know what you're thinking. International guy, 6 foot 11. This would be a post player. Uh, you thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. This guy is so special. One, thin, thinner guy, really mobile. He, he moves like a two guard. He plays like a two guard. He's very much like Jabari Smith. Lose what you knew about traditional power forwards. This is, you know, the modern NBA. Uh, he can't post. I don't want him to post. I mean, if he's in the post, he's you're using him wrong. Uh, one run his his scheme internationally what he did internationally really translates to the nba runs off ball screens comes off off ball shoots the lights out you know what i mean and then what's special about him he's a great passer he's the best passer out of the power forward position this year um yeah i i double check mentally he's the best best passer in the draft power forward wise so you know what i mean I can't think of a single power forward in this draft class that's running pick and rolls. He's six foot eleven and operating out of pick and rolls, making good decisions. Do you understand the kind of trust that coach has to have to let a guy run a pick and roll at six foot eleven as the ball handler? That means that guy's probably the most skilled guy on the team. I got that wrong mm-hmm. last year. That's a really big adjustment that I made. I saw Scotty Barnes and Franz Rugger running the pick and roll, and like they're not going to do that in the NBA. And they get in the NBA, and they're more skilled than what they showed in college. I got it wrong, and we're adjusting. And this guy, this guy, this guy is getting inflated. 
because of those adjustments. He's running a pick and roll six foot eleven, and it's not just yeah. oh he's running a pick and roll six foot eleven. No, he's running pick and rolls and hitting step back threes. He's running pick and rolls and hitting deep threes. He's running pick and rolls and having a good mid range move where he gets to the free throw line and he gets to his pull up, and he gets to this step back and turn around fade away jump shot. He's got a really nice one legged fade away that he can pull from basically anywhere. Okay, in the mid range where it's deadly, and he has a little bit of a mid post game, but where he hits that fadeaway as well. But that fadeaway is deadly. That one legged fadeaway that he hits is deadly. When he turns around and he shoots that, it's it's two points. Um, it's just the skill. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary for the size is ridiculous six foot eleven doing all this stuff man is insane you know what i mean and people i think people the negative is for a lot of people for athleticism i think he's more athletic than he gets given credit for he's not going to dunk on anybody but he has enough athleticism and length to finish at the rim six foot 11 you have to remember that he's gonna be able to shoot over anybody he wants I mean, again, I don't know if I said it, but I got to repeat it. Six foot 11. I mean, six foot 11 and maybe point guard or two guard skill. You know what I mean? Like a combo guard at six foot 11 is basically what he is. And that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous what he does for his skills. Insane. He's just he doesn't have a really great athletic profile. So, you know, the top four guys in this draft are really special. And I view this guy as another one of these guys. I view him as really, really special. I think it'll be an all-star. I think it's going to be a steal for everybody gets for him. And, you know, whenever I say something controversial like this, I've researched them five times more than anything else I say. Just like Chad Holmgren. I've watched five times more film than him than everybody else. And what's special about this is I have a lot of pro player comparisons to move off of here. Danilo Gallinari is a guy like that that's really tall, really skilled but he's more athletically gifted. Hito Turkoglu, really good throwback. Hito Turkoglu was a great winning player. He was really solid 18-5-5 where he's running the pick and roll and he's operating. He's tall, but he's he's so slow, but he's just tall. Hito Turkoglu is 6'10". He was the second best player in the Orlando Magic when they went to the NBA Finals. He was really integral on those teams. And that kind of guy fits better in today's game than, than, yesterday, than 10 years ago. And he's just so special because of all those things, man. Nikola Jovic is ridiculous. I mean, I don't understand what everybody else is missing. Because 
just like we, just like most people can agree, Jabari Smith, two guard skill for power forward is ridiculous. You know, Pablo Vincaro, small forward skill for power forward is ridiculous. Oh, we can all agree, Chet Holmgren's more skilled than a normal center. Wow, he's ridiculous. I don't know how two plus two equal eight equal four with Nikola Jovic. <laughs> I, just, I just don't get it. I, I don't. Um, so you know, uh, Franz Wagner. Hito Turkoglu, Danilo Garnarly 2.0 is basically what Nikola Jovic is. He's he's Hito 2.0. Um, it's just size, 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 and size. So, um, yeah, that's my number five guy. So, can we? I mean, I want to see it. I want to see Denver pick up Nikola Jovic so <laughs> they can be like, we got the Jokers. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny. I think that'd be pretty cool. Or the Yover and the Joker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I watched a little bit of this guy, too, and he is amazing. Um, I, I definitely suggest that you guys go out there and just type him in on YouTube and just watch yes. a little bit of highlight. Yes. Yeah. Wow, I, I think he shoots thirty five percent for the three point line, eleven something points, and you know I don't know his efficient efficiency numbers off the top of my head, but thirty five percent from the three point line with all those skill traits is ridiculous, because everything's a tough shot for him. He barely ever gets an open look. Like hey, yeah. yeah. All right, you ready to move remember on? Remember what? Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yes, yeah, I remember what uh happened with uh when y'all said that um. KP wasn't going to be great. Luca wasn't going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just remember that. Just remember it when you're looking at this guy. Uh, just remember it. Man, it's it's special. It's really special. Um, number six, we're going to move on here. Um, this is definitely a guy who I view in a different tier as the top five guys on my big board, but I think he's still very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benedict Matherin, six foot six, six foot nine, win, wingspan, Arizona. I'm pretty sure he's a sophomore. Um, he he's one thinner guy, thin ripped. He's not like a really bulky guy, but um, really athletic. Really can dunk on people. Like if you watch his highlights, it's gonna be a fun watch because he's gonna see some highlight dunks. Um, really could operate out of the pick and roll. I've seen him make a lot of good passes to the big. You know, cutting to the basket lobs all those type of things he's a very good passer willing passer um and other than that you know he's a really good three-point shooter as well it's kind of like he doesn't have any mid-range game other than maybe hitting a pull up if the defense is low but other than that he doesn't have anything else but it's kind of like the houston rockets efficient basketball he's going to finish at rim with athleticism because he's six foot six and lanky and athletic or he's going to hit a three-point shot on you it's one of those two and he's a good three-point shot. He's a, he's a decent three-point shot creator for himself. He's not, like, overly amazing. Um, he's kind of, like, a little bit like Jalen Brown, but not, like, 95% of Jalen Brown. Where it, it's Jalen Brown has more twitch, more, like, shot creation. But it's, it's a similar kind of concept. Also, another guy that's kind of like him is Andrew Wiggins. You know what I mean? That kind of dynamic from athleticism and three-point shooting. Um you know, he's, he's, he's going to be a really good player in the NBA. I really feel like he could be a solid 18-4 and, you know, be a good defender on the defensive end because of athleticism and length and gifts. The 6'6", six six, two guard is tall. Um, 
So I, I, I could just I really feel like he could be a really good player on a really good winning basketball team. And I really feel like this is a very good player in the draft, Benedict Matherin. Arizona. Okay. Arizona. You said Benedict Matherin? Yes. Woohoo. Huh. Here we go. Okay. Um, oh. So for this this season, he did better than his career average. Um, he had 17.7 points, mm-hmm. 5.6 rebounds, and 2.5 assists. Before his career, he averaged uh, 14.8 points, 5.3 rebounds, and two and two assists. So that's mm. actually good looking forward, especially if you're looking at it for from a scout perspective. Claiming uh-huh. that he improved. So this yeah. is a guy who's going to work, who's going to improve, who's going to become the best version of himself in the NBA when given the chance. Yeah. I agree completely. I really feel like he can do those things and uh you know, it's 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 really somebody that can be a really good player on a team. You just feel I feel very safe about him as well. Just cuz athletic gifts and the three-point shooting, you can at least have a guy that can expose closeouts at at the very least. Um yeah. You know what I mean? So number 7 is a guy that moved up the board a little bit, a smidge. Um, not a, like a ton, a ton, but he moved up a little bit. Tari Eason, LSU. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a sophomore. Six foot eight, seven foot two wingspan. We have his uh, dynamics on there because he was at the combine and measured in. Um, he was really getting underrated earlier on, but most people have him in the top ten now because he's special. Um, six foot eight, really athletic. He can really attack the rim. He plays with physicality. He plays with um, some good footwork. He has some good moves, a good spin move that he really uses a lot to finish around the rim. Um, good three point shooter shoots thirty six point two percent from the three point line. That's really really important. Um, he can shot create from the perimeter too as well. He has step backs and side steps and all those type of things. He's kind of raw scoring wise, like he's not super polished, but this guy has enough intangibles with height, length, and the way he shot creates for himself and his athleticism. You can buy into saying that this guy can be a twenty point 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 per game guy in the future because of his flashes of the skill with his size and his athletic gifts. And when you pair that with a guy that also plays with an intensity that I love, I love intense basketball players. He plays with intensity and he brings that to the defensive end. He loves playing defense. So I really feel like he could be a really solid three and D small forward for a while on teams. And I really feel like he's valuable um, because a six foot eight, man, that's perfect size for the small forward position. I really care about size size. I really feel like is extremely important in the NBA, um, and athletic gifts. And he checks all those boxes. Mm. He's, um, 16.9 for this, uh, season, 16.9 mm-hmm. points, 6.6 rebounds and one assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, for his career, 13 points, 6.3 rebounds, and one 1.1 assists. He's played mm-hmm. for Cincinnati and LSU. Yeah. You want to know something amazing? You would never guess. He was a sixth what? man this year. Really? That's just a, that's just a coach not knowing basketball. No, I'm just going to yeah. put that out there. <laughs> when your best player is coming off the bench, you don't know basketball. <laughs> Pretty oh, much, my God. Yeah. Okay, fire him. Start the petition. And, <laughs> Start the you know, 
Number eight, man. Another man crush is here. Here, here, here. Orlando Robinson. Oh, baby. I like Orlando Robinson. Came in the combine, six foot eleven, seven foot four wingspan. He's a junior center from Fresno State. And you know what I mean? You're seeing him move up draft boards. He started off when we started off talking about this guy a lot earlier. He's around 48. And now he's going to 24, late 20s. So that means that the people that don't know what they're doing with the draft boards got information from scouts and like, you're dumb and uh, move him up. <laughs> so uh, Orlando Robinson, man, special is his name for me. Um, people have to understand that when you're tall, you can shoot over everybody, and he's six foot eleven, and he has a really good three point shot. He's really going to be able to pick and pop at a high level, um, and he's going to be able to pick and roll, and you know, be a guy that finishes around the rim. He's not an overly gifted athlete, and that's why people are negative on him. But I've just seen so many players in the NBA be dominant and be really good players for a long time with skill like this. Um, uh, to a certain extent. What I mean by that is he can post. He's probably the best post player in the draft, footwork-wise. It's it's immediate double. But that's not something that's really needed in the modern NBA that much. But he can post and he can mid-range. He can be in the mid-range, ISO'd out, and he can go get you a bucket. A lot of fadeaways, a lot of skill. A lot of skill. Put it on the ground, finish around the rim. I've just seen so many, you know, I mean, from, from my time doing the top 75 rankings i've just seen so many power forwards dominate in the mid post that it's the list is ridiculously long and if you have skill and you can score and you have those type of things that's a translatable traits to the nba that's been going on for since the nba started you know what i mean and he has those type of things and then where he becomes special is the man can shot great for himself he flashes it from the three-point line where it's like crossover pool like what? <laughs> what? Yeah. That's where yeah. things become special. Where his intrigue is so um, ridiculous to me because the man's an ISO guy. Like the man has real ISO skill. I really think he has enough skill in the NBA to be an ISO guy. I really, I really feel like by far the best comparison I've ever come up with this guy is Rasheed Wallace. I'm sticking to it. Mm. Just more shot creation from the three point line. Rasheed Wallace. You know what I mean? People have to understand. That because just because the power forward position traditionally faded away doesn't mean guys with old with power forward skill are irrelevant in the NBA. Just because they're usually centers now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Demontis Sabonis he has power forward skill from the nineteen nineties. He's a center now, right? Like, come on now, Yosef Nurkic. That's a power forward back then. He's a center now. Right, he has post skill. He has a good pass. He has he's skilled. Right, you have to understand that if you're skilled and you're tall, you're invaluable. And for some reason, it's just like two plus two is not equal four for most people. On this guy, I disagree. I think Rasheed Wallace would be a center today. You did you have him as a center and be like, man, we have a guy that space out, shoot threes, uh, invaluable. We have a guy that can mid post and average eighteen to twenty points per game. I really mm-hmm. feel like that's his range. And I just – I don't see as long as a team will give – like, it, it's hilarious. People love Alperen Sengun, right? All he could do is post. Mm-hmm. All Alperen Sengun is going to get But he got way more hype than this guy. 
and this guy does so many more things. Like, where yeah. are you guys? It's just, ah, I disagree with you because you're stupid. Um, Orlando Robinson, number eight guy for me on the big board. So one thing I will say is that his highlights could be very deceiving. Because mm-hmm. remember, you was like, look at this guy. I need to know if I'm right about him or not. And mm-hmm. I sent you, at first I sent, I was like, yeah, he's 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 great. But he can only shot career from the mid-range. And then his highlights continue on. And then you see him coming down the court, passing. He's in the post. He's shot cream from the three-point line. And then your mind explodes because you, you think about, <laughs> wait a second, he's seven foot. Yes. He's, seven, he's a seven-footer. He's like 256 pounds. Yes. He's seven foot, though, and he's doing this. And I'm like, yeah. He's like a poor man's cat. Yeah. That's a that's probably another really good expression explanation of him. It's 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 a special. Cat. Yeah. 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 Special. <clears throat> yeah. All right, you ready to move on to number nine? Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Project Projection is here, shade and sharp. Um six foot five, six foot eleven wingspan. Uh Mr. I sat out the whole year from Kentucky. Um <laughs> hardest guy you've i've ever because the situation is ridiculous i mean the guy played you can only find high school tape highlights of him uh because he didn't play in college because he sat out the whole season um but there are he does have flashes of really good footwork at step back side steps kind of bradley beal ish stuff where he becomes special um has really good explosion you know i'm guessing his coach lied when he said this but his coach says he has a 48 inch vertical um, <laughs> I think he's lying. I bet you he's 41, maybe 40, but he's he's got hops. He can finish near the rib, and that's where things become special, and that's where he's a projection. People are going to fall in love with his perimeter shot creation and his ability to finish at the rim. He doesn't really show anything else. Um, I don't view him as a great passer, and honestly, even though he's nine on my big board, this is a guy I'd have to sit down and grill because, I mean, the guy sitting out the whole season without an injury – does he love basketball? I have to figure that out before I do anything with my draft pick because I that's a sign that he may not. And no matter how gifted you are, if you don't work, I don't care. If, if you don't want to be great, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he wants to be. You know what I mean? So um, it, it's a projection. This guy would move on my board depending on how he does with that and how he does on individual workouts. And it's just as a guy from the outside looking in, we just can't see those things. So this is where mm-hmm. he is. Somebody's probably going to buy into the hype and draft him top seven. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't touch him until maybe nine or 10. And then maybe I would think about the risk. That's crazy. He's out of a whole season. Mm-hmm. He was the number one prospect in this class. I wonder why he said help. I forget what the reason was. I think it was I I, I, don't, I don't know. I think he moved down a year or something like that, or moved up a year and didn't want to play because of the physicality. I I I I don't really remember why, or maybe not to hurt his draft stock. I I don't really know. I don't. I do not know. Um, you know what I mean? He didn't want to play to hurt his draft stock. I think maybe that was it. I don't know. Nobody really knows. He hasn't come out and said the real reason why, but I'm sure if I sat him down and was able to talk to him, I'd be able to get it out of him. Because yeah. uh, I would want to know. I would want to know. So this is yeah. one of those guys that you'd, you'd have to really grill 
And, you know, I just don't feel very confident about him. But, you know, perimeter shot creation plus athleticism is special two guards in the NBA. There's a long list of them. You mean me bringing them up doesn't even it's, it's like five or ten of them that are elite. So that's where things become special for him. Good that's wingspan crazy, as well. Though. Six foot eleven is really good. It's really good wingspan. Six foot five, six foot eleven. How do you expect to get drafted if nobody's seen what you play with against future NBA players? Nah, high school tape, man. International stuff. But no, I guess yeah. not too many people get drafted out of high school anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it, it it's it can be a little tough. Um, but I I think I think this is a pretty solid spot for him. I just want to know what he is mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's giving Ben Simmons vibes. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy like that last year who's Jalen Johnson, who was from Duke. He played like the first mm-hmm. twelve games, and he was like, "Oh, this is hurting my draft stock," and he pulled out for the rest of the year. And I think got drafted like twenty one, twenty two, something like that. He's on the Atlanta Hawks really? bench. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You ready to transition to the next guy? Yeah. All right. Next one, man. I'm going to love talking about this guy. This guy was, really didn't come up on my radar until later in the draft, but I'm really happy about this guy. Jalen Williams, six foot five, seven foot two wingspan, shooting guard from Santa Clara. Um, really interesting. Averages 18 points per game, junior in college. Um, phenomenal 40 borderline 40 percent from the three-point line and shoots 80 percent from the free throw line so that's great 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 um dimensions there and statistics there so where he becomes special is best two card passer in the draft by a gazillion miles it's james hardenish his passing ability his passing ability really is james hardenish um it's, it's really special. And his ability to carve up defenses, man, is insane. I mean, he really makes the right passes. He runs a lot of pick and rolls. And he has perimeter shot creation for himself. And he can, you know, he's one of those slow operators, right? Where he's not, like, overly gifted athletically. And, you know, that's probably mm-hmm. the knock. I mean, if this guy was gifted athletically, this would be the number one guy. I'd be talking generational talent. Um, because it's very James Harden-ish. Where it's, like... Uses his body, highly skilled, understands angles, understands the game of basketball, high basketball IQ, just really understands how to use his body, how to shot create for himself. It's just, he's really the best, the highest basketball IQ at the two-guard position by a gazillion miles. I mean, this guy can really has a lot of potential. It just depends on how much his athletic traits translate to the NBA. I think he has enough to translate to the NBA with his mental side of things, but he's always going to be a slow operator. But I really I really view him as a guy that has a high upside, and I really think that his passing ability and his shot creation, man, are special things. And he's always going to be able to be a standstill shooter as well. You know what I mean? But he can finish at the rim. He has unique layup abilities and – it's like ninety five or ninety percent of James Harden is what Jalen Williams is. It's it's really interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we got for him. So for this past season, he averaged eighteen points, four point mm. four rebounds, four point two assists. That's and where for it's his special. career, he exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah, he he definitely yeah. Um, and then for his career, he has twelve point six points, three point seven rebounds, and two point nine assists. That's another guy who's showing growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, his 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 understanding of basketball is really where things become special for him. He just really gets the game, knows what to do. All right, and the next guy, number eleven, is another Dookie, uh, Mark Williams. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was kind of immature. <laughs> um, oh, oh okay. got, you, got you. Took me a second. Um, seven foot two, seven foot six, wingspan. These measurements are insane. Sophomore from Duke. Um, he's not like overly off- offensively skilled. He has some post skill, but he mostly just dominates with athletic gifts and physical gifts. I mean. I can't remember the last time I've seen a seven foot two guy move this way. Like I've, mm. it's been a long time since I've seen a seven foot two guy be able to say, "I believe that guy can switch." It's ridiculous. He he has better lateral movement skills than Rudy Gobert. Um, but he he's it, <laughs> it's a volleyball show at the near the rim though. I mean, it's like I'm too athletic. I'm just too his his physicality. Like he's just a, such a powerful guy he's kind of like steven adams where he's just so powerful and muscled and shouldered and just rocked and just the guy looks like he can put on muscle he has that frame of i'm gonna get big one day and i'm just because what the, the really interesting thing thing for him is yes this the floor is really high where i know this guy's gonna be a great screen setter because of size physicality just right he understands the game of basketball and I know at the very least he's going to be a good pick and roll guy, and he's going to be able to rebound. He's going to be able to defend the the rim and not be you know too slow laterally to be exposed. So I know all of those things, right? So that's a very great player, and that's his floor. But his ceiling is a guy that can punish people in the post. Like you don't really need a lot of footwork when you're seven foot two and you're taller than everybody else, and you're more stronger than everybody else. That's where things become interesting. Um, where his potential lies, and you know this is this is a guy with all the gifts, and I really feel like also he really understands the game of basketball. Where I seen a do you know the thing Draymond Green does, where he jumps back when he's defending somebody at the rim to try not call get foul calls and have more time to you know he does the same thing as that where he understands basketball, and you know there's some centers that come out of the draft like Alex Len where they look uncoordinated and just like they don't have a feel for the game of basketball he's not that kind of guy he you know he if a ball's going out bounds i've seen him like contort his body and throw it back in like he just has more, he's is a coordinated guy he has a natural feel for the game and it's just he play he dunks like the rim is his enemy so i love that um yeah this guy's a really good player number 11 somebody's gonna get a really good center for a long time okay mark williams Yes. So <clears throat> we have this past season 11.2 points, 7.4 rebounds, and 0.9 assists. For his career, 9.7 points, 6.3 rebounds, and 0.8 assists. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he does his role. He does his role. Yeah. Yeah. He's never going to be like. player of the year, too. It's a, it's a volleyball show, Chris. Volleyball show. Yeah. You throw it up, I smack it down. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Uh, let's let's move on before we start going crazy with those jokes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. 
Okay, number 12 is Keegan Murray. Uh, a lot of people have him in the top 10. A lot of people have him borderline top five. I think you're stupid um, if you have him that high. But six foot eight, small Ford from Iowa. Um, what he does do is shoots the light out of the ball from the three-point line. He's always going to be a guy that can come off a pick and pop and, you know, shoot the ball. He's going to be able to space. Um, seven, 80% of the way he scores in the post. And I don't view that as things that are going to translate. But there are moments where he has step back threes. There are moments where he shot creates for himself. There's moments where he comes off of off-ball screens. And those are the skills that will probably translate to the NBA. And that's why he's intriguing. Um, he's a good defender as well. I just, I, when, I, it's it's a tough thing too, because when most of the way you score, the bread and butter he scores is in the post. So it's a, it's an interesting translation to see if those skills that don't come up every play are going to be able to translate in the NBA. Um, I didn't mean the rhyme there, but, uh, you know, it's, it, he's, he's a really good player. I, I feel like this is a really good spot for him, and this is where I would traffic Keegan Murray, who's overrated, by the way. Crazy, because his stats are. He has really good numbers. Yeah, yeah there, there. He has really good numbers. Um, out of thirty-five games played, you know, last season, twenty-three point five points, eight point seven rebounds, mm-hmm. and one point five assists. Yeah, like I can see why he could be enticing. You're like. Huh, 23.5 points? That's yeah. more than the number one prospect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he won college player That's more player than the number the two prospect. Huh? You think it won college player of the year? Uh, he probably did. Let's see. I'm trying to keep my phone keeps cutting off. Yeah, don't. It doesn't say. Mm, no, um, no, no, no. But then for his career, he averaged 15.8 points, 7 rebounds, and 1 assist. Yeah, his ability to stripe it from the three-point line is at least always going to have him in a role in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the number 13 player here. Um, A.J. Griffin, another guy that's overrated, top five pick. I do not think so. Uh, (laughs) Six foot six, some people call him a small forward. I'd probably have him as a two guard, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, he has the most ridiculous statistic I've ever seen, 45% from the three-point line. Um, it's That's his specialty. You can really knock it down from the three-point line. Um, there are flashes of shot creation. There are flashes of things that Clay Thompson does where the becomes intriguing um, because he's kind of like Clay Thompson where he's just not that athletic. He's just not really that. And, you know, Clay Thompson's a great defender, and I just don't think this guy's really going to be a really good defender in the NBA. Um, the odd thing, though, is he's bulky, like built like Jimmy Butler, bulky-wise. That's a really interesting thing about him. But he, he can get to the rim and finish, but it's not just um, overly exerting of his skill. You know what I mean? It's it, he's, he's either going to be a bust where he's – gets drafted in the top 10 and he averages eight points a game or, you know, he can be a solid 14 to 17. I just don't see anything more than that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, his skill of shooting the lights out of the basketball is going to keep him in the league. Um, And, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the way I feel. He can disappear sometimes. Seriously. He, He can, if you watch full games, he can really disappear. You can, you can go a half without being like, I feel like it hasn't made an impact on the basketball game. Mm. Okay. 
So this season, 10.4 points, 3.9 rebounds, and one assist. He only played 39 games. Yeah. Yeah. One and done. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to kick it to our number 14 player on the big board, Jalen Duran, freshman from Memphis, six foot eleven center. Um, all he does is be athletic. Like He just has gifts coming out the wazoo athletically. I mean, he's the most athletic center in the draft. He's going to be able to be a volleyball show near the rim. He's going to be a great pick-and-roll guy, rebound at a high level set really good screens. He's already has an NBA body. I think he's probably 6 foot 11, 260, 270 if I had to guess. Rocked up. He's a man. Um he, he's not a college guy. He's a, he's a man. Um you know, he's he's going to be able to be really solid in the NBA. He's more of a vertical athlete than a lateral athlete, so I don't think he's really going to be like bam out of bio where it's like just ridiculous switching and stuff like that. But you know, he reminds me a lot of DeAndre Jordan. A lot. And mm-hmm. if you had to redo that draft and you had to say, oh, I don't really know that much about DeAndre Jordan, you probably draft him around here because if he develops any skill, he's going to be special. But DeAndre Jordan never did, right? But DeAndre Jordan is still a really good center in the NBA because of rebounds and shot blocking and lobs. And, you know, he's just yeah. he's gifted that way. Um, so that's, that's what Jalen Duran is. Jalen Duran's a really gifted guy. Boom. You know, he has really good floor and ceiling that you can buy into because athletic gifts. All right, so this season, he only played 29 games this mm-hmm. season. Um, so 12, 12 points, 8.1 rebounds, and 1.3 assists. Yeah, and he did most of that with a guy that's like basically playing the center position for the team or like a really, really big power forward too. So, you know, he yeah. didn't really have the lion's shares. He probably would have been a 12, a 14 and 10 guy, 14 points and 10 rebounds. Well, we're making an uh, in-game adjustment to this. This podcast is going to be 1 through 15 on the big board, and this is going to be the 15th guy, and we'll have a part two, and that'll be 16 through 30. Um, Number 15, the last guy you're going to hear in this podcast before you get the the pleasure of switching to the next one is going to be Johnny Davis. Um, He's moved on my board. Uh, 6'5", 6'8", wingspan, small uh, shooting guard from Wisconsin. This is one of those guys that – is deceptively athletic. He is really good to be able to finish around the rim. Um, really good mid-range skill. I mean, he's a bucket getter. And the, the opposing team was like, let's just double him and make everything hard for him. And that's why we're going to win because he has nobody else on his team that can score. That was basically the that was the, basically the equation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's he's a pretty okay three-point shooter, 33 to 34%, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, he's, he has plays with intensity, plays with defense, uh, probably uh, has 80, 80% from the three-point line. But what I really what I really think about this guy is I kind of got wrong about James Booknight, I think, in the draft from last year. And he kind of reminds me of James Booknight. Where you have to really take into account height in the draft and athletic gifts in the draft, and the two guard position is one of those nitpicky positions where it's anywhere from six three to six foot seven, and depending on how athletic you are, it depends on how good you can be in the NBA, or if you're really tall at six foot seven like Kobe, you don't have to be the next coming of Mike, but you can be really athletic and you can be dominant. He's six foot five and he's just not overly athletic, like Shaden Sharp's 
overly athletic. Jalen Williams, overly skilled from everything. High basketball IQ. He's just not like overly vertically athletic where I just love him and I really believe in him. Um, so he he does have some six-man potential where it's like he doesn't bust, but he's a six-man. Um, so, you know, that's the way I view Johnny Davis. And, you know, it's he's, – he's an interesting prospect. You can really debate yourself a lot about where he is. But I think that's – I think 15 is right for him. Yeah. I think he played at least two seasons because he played a total of 62 games. Mm -hmm. Um, Last season, he averaged 19.7 points, 8.2 rebounds, 2.1 assists. And for his career, he averaged 13.4 points, 6.2 assists. I mean, no, 6.2 rebounds and 1.6 assists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 He has really good stats. He's he's a really good player. I, 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 you know, I, he's probably going to be a starter in the NBA, but you know, worst case scenario is a six man and you're chilling. You're chilling with a good six man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is going to be the end of part one of this big board. Uh, we're really excited to give you 16 through 30. I mean, um, it's just ran long because I just I got so much in the brain, just got to spew it all out. And it's tough. You know what I mean? So. um so, yeah, we're going to roll it on. Next part is going to be part two. And then we also have an NBA mock draft, which is going to be coming out as well. You guys are going to want to chuck that out. You know, I got a lot of guys in the back end of this top 30 that we'll probably be talking about. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.